Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everybody. This is Joaquin, and I'm here with Jay. And this is the Overflow Podcast at thisisoutcry.com. And we are, we're a little subdued right now. I can't get too hyped because it's raining. So the rain. What does that got to do with us? I don't know. We're not getting wet because we're, you know, we're inside and the rain's outside. (laughs) I have no no idea where I was going to go with that. Uh, so what's up, man? How you doing this week, bro? Yeah. No. <laughs> You're not doing this week. I'm not doing this week. Why? Can, why are you not doing this week, man? What's going on? Talk, uh, talk to me. No, no. Let's get into our. You're not gonna talk to me. No, no. We can get into that later. Let's. Uh, unless we're gonna. Unless it's backwards. Backwards po- podcast day. What do you mean? No, man. We always talk about what's going on, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. What's going on, man? Oh, yeah, but what's going on is is what we're gonna talk about today. Oh, so, what we're, what's going on is what Jay's gonna talk about. Uh, this is all Jay, Jay. Mm. You know his thing today. He, he he's like, I got a word. So <laughs> we, I we, got a new word. We're gonna, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna have to see what happens. I'm like, wait, sure. So uh, anyway, so um, we've got a couple of topics we want to kind of uh, touch on. Because uh, they're interesting, so we're gonna start off with the first two topics, which are a little more uh, serious, and then we'll go kind of go to the light, lighter-hearted topic topics, because they're gonna make us feel a little better about ourselves <laughs> after these first two topics. Uh, and then, as always, as we started to do, we got a really, really dope song uh, before we get into the, uh, the the Bible portion of. Uh, this podcast. So, uh, with that being said, Jay, yo yo, did you hear? Now, this was gonna. This little topic is actually gonna be pretty short. This first one, because I don't really want to get too too deep into it because it's pretty horrific, and that's what the title says. And uh, even the title says so. The so title it's says it's horrific. horrific. So, did you hear that in in um, Syria, Iraq, where ISIS uh, was, they found. Um, 72 ISIS mass graves. So, not 72 graves. 72 mass graves. Mass graves. Right? So, in other words, uh, they're talking, they're holding as many, as many as 15,000 victims. What? Fifth. All right. So, that's one five comma zero zero zero. That's 15,000. Um, that's like a city. Yes, that's a small city. That's a small city. Yes. Um, in New York, that's a housing project. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, and, and you know, the, uh, the crazy thing is, is that they haven't even really begun uh, really excavating a lot of these. So, you know, there, it could be more than, it could end up being more than 15,000 people. That's, okay, so they know that, that it's ISIS. Yes, it's it's a territory that was re, that was I believe was reclaimed uh, from ISIS. Okay, so that means that in those fifteen thousand, there are a lot of Christians. A lot of Christians. A lot of Muslims. Muslims who weren't down with the whole Sharia law thing. Right. A lot of children. A lot of children. Right. Yes. Because that's and uh, and a lot of the the Yazidis. Remember, there were right, the ones, there right, were the right. ones uh, there. You know, they consider them a cult. That's... Uh, I mean, and there's still like hundreds of Yazidi women that are. Um, in captivity, uh, being used as uh, sex slaves. As sex slaves, yeah, yeah, and children also. So I that's mean, it's just yeah. Let's let's move on. Yeah, like that's, that's just rough. I mean, I mean, that's just it. It boggles the mind, and you know, it's like I'm outraged, but like n- no one else seems to be. You know, it's like a couple of months back. I don't know if you saw or if you had heard, like where they had, um, like put some. 
some people in a cage and like set them on yeah, fire. Yeah, set them on fire. Yeah. I mean, I think that's when I I stopped because, I mean, I, I, you know, as you know, and, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it during the podcast, but, you know, I, I work for the news. I work for the news media. And, like, I, I've seen a few videos, like, raw, right. raw footage that have been uncut. And, like, yeah, I, I, I get angry inside and then it's just like it's too much it's too much so I, I stopped actually watching any video that has the word ISIS attached to it right right because I just I can't yeah. I can't handle it I can't deal well I mean I'll, I'll read articles but you know when it comes I can't watch videos though because yeah, a I mean, lot of those videos are so because it was, it was so the, terrible the, the 30 Coptic Christians I saw that one where they set the, the, the kids on fire I saw one where where they drowned a whole bunch of people. Like, they tied up or they handcuffed people in a cage and then they just drowned them all. Like, they put the, the entire cage, submerged it underwater wow. and left it there for hours and then lifted them up and they were... It, yeah, I just... No, I can't. Yeah, that's... Um, <clears throat> yeah, that... Yeah, that's... I can't. Uh, that's, that's, just, that's just pure evil. I can't. I yeah. can't. <laughs> and there's so much, so much hatred in that. In, yes. In, in, all those, in all those acts. I, I No. Yeah, it, it's... um. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. It's pretty messed up. But from there, we're going to go to something else that's kind of pretty messed up. <laughs> Just not as messed Just up. Just not as messed up. So uh, have you heard about what Russia uh, has done? So no, no, no. So, you started telling me that, but so apparently, I hadn't heard uh, about it. Was, it was last month they had passed these. Uh, they're calling them anti-terrorism laws. It's funny how, you know, that it's, it's a broad blanket. Correct. Right. So apparently, uh, the the kind of the genesis of why the, these uh, laws were passed was because of remember the uh, the plane, the Egyptian plane that uh, blew up. Uh, not uh, was it last year? I think. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think it was like a, there was like a lot of Russians on that plane, right? So, you know, they're 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 wanting to clamp. I mean, the idea. I, I'm thinking from my. My bit of reading. The idea is they're wanting to clamp down on any kind of Islamic uh, terrorism type stuff, right? However, the problem is is that it's so broad that the really the ones that are a lot of the people that are getting kind of or potentially going to be dragged in, in, into this, and it's already started because it was like passed in July. It's gone in effect. Are Christians. So here's the here's the the law that they just passed in Russia. Okay, the and I'm just gonna read the little blurb here from this article. It's and it, and on the article's on Newsweek, so you can't even try to say, oh, you just went to some weird Christian blog <laughs> and tried to, you know. All right, this is Newsweek. They're very liberal, right? So, I right, so my bases are covered. <laughs> so the anti-terrorism law prohibits religious gatherings in non-registered areas which could reportedly include private homes. It also restricts promoting religion on the internet, missionary work, or sharing faith without possessing a certain or without possessing certain documents to do so, which can lead up to which could lead up to which could lead to fines of up to the equivalent of $765 for a Russian citizen and up to $15,000 for an organization. So like a missionary organization. So a missionary yeah. Um, and, while and and while a foreign violator would be deported. So what we're seeing is so wait, wait wait wait. There's a wait. I gotta I gotta see something. Um, there's something that you said there that 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 caught my attention. Was it oh, what? without possessing certain documents to do so. So you you need to get documents like permission so from the government. Like, so it's like you have to have a permit so that you can. Uh, talk about to talk about Jesus. Talk about God, right? <laughs> you know, now, now this now this blankets. You know, like to to be. You know, it's not just Christians. Like I, I, another article I read. You know, there was a the couple of pastors that were arrested. There was a, a, a Hari Krishna person that was arrested. <laughs> um, but 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 let's be real. Let's be real. There will be like a crackdown on missionaries. Well, that's the that's the fear, and now they they have. Um, I mean, it's what they're they, doing in France. They have arrested. Um, they, they have arrested a couple of people. Um, uh, and, and arrested them and let them go. You know, and then they have to wait for their for their court date. You know, right. pay their fine or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, uh, the thing is, apparently Russia's already had kind of similar laws, but they never really enforced them. But now, you know, the thing is, is that so with all the terrorism so, going around. So if there. you think about it, it's like what we're doing right now could we could get a, we could get arrested and fined if we were in Russia. Right. Thank you God. Know? Thank God we're not. Right. So like if I was because I was just thinking like, like just posting like when we post the Bible verse on Tuesdays, like that could get us fined. Just posting the Bible verse. Yeah, you know, as controlled as the internet is over there. You know, so, um, you know, so on the one hand, it's it's crazy. You know, it's funny because I, I heard about this. I hadn't heard about this until this morning when they talked about it on the 700 Club <laughs> that I, was, I happened to be watching at work. Um, and I was just like, whoa, because what some, what some people are saying is that basically over the last, let's say, 10 years, maybe you, may, you might make the argument 15 to 20. Uh, Russia has actually been going backwards. They've been coming back to being a little bit, bit more total, totalitarianism. You know, uh, back to some, somebody to the said USSR glory days. Somebody said that you know, and some of this stuff is like going back to like 1929 or whatever. Um, some were saying Khrushchev in the 60s when you know he was cracking down on Christians. Um, well, you know, so Putin's always been talking about how he wants to, you know, make. Russia, USSR again. Right, he wants to kind of bring it back. So, I mean, you know, the... So, the thing is this, right? It's like, um, you know, what these folks are about to face, um, if they're not already facing it, that's real persecution. Real religious persecution. Right? Um, and even the, you know, even the Christians, like, you know, uh, I read an article the other day in Egypt. Um, things have gotten really bad for the Coptic Christians again. Where you know their churches are getting burned down, or they're getting attacked, or yeah. you know this, that, or the other, and it, and it's you know it's I you know and this is gonna sound weird. I like reading about these things. Yeah, that sounds weird, right? Because <laughs> it reminds me of number one how the, how the good have how we good right we have it here, um, and, and number two, uh, it reminds me to you know what. Because I have it good here, I need to remember my brothers and sisters in the faith over there. Correct. And, and to, to pray for them and to advocate for them. Not necessarily advocate for them uh, over there or to their government. Governments, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to advocate even for them um, with our with fellow believers here. Because we're, we tend to be kind of myopic, right? We tend to kind of, kind of be like, you know, that's over there. Yeah. You know? Oh no. I you know they won't let me wear a cross. I'm being persecuted, you know, and uh, it's like I can't wear my baseball cap to church. You know, and You see and, that's that's yeah. funny you say that, right? Because when I saw the video of the Coptic Christians being beheaded and I got angry because of that, then Correct. what got me angry er was thinking of all the ridiculous things that Christians hear hold on to as persecution, right? Correct. You know, oh, I can't wear, I went to this church and they didn't, they were, looked at me funny because I was wearing jeans and and, and my J's and a t-shirt. Oh, that's why I hate going to church because they're so judgy. And meanwhile, right. on the other Correct. side of the world, you give out uh, a sticker that says, Jesus loves you, you get put to death. Not, right? not even that. And it's like, not hey. even, no, no, let, not even that. Not even know, a sticker. So <laughs> it, it, and, and, and places overseas, right, you just need to belong to the wrong minority group. Yeah. Oh, you guys are Christians. You belong to that Christian group. We're going to burn your church down. Yeah. You know, we're going to. With you in it. We're going to kill your family. You know, like. Yeah, and I think we, I think one of our podcasts was on this, like like true persecution. Well, yeah, it's like and, uh, and your it fake was, persecution. It was, it was on haters, right? <laughs> you're, like, not, you're not being a hater, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, they they were looking at you funny. Maybe you know, you know, your t shirt had, had bloodstains you know, on it or whatever. But it doesn't yeah. matter, you know. Yeah, let's let's keep things in perspective. Someone told me, well, it's all relative. It's like no, it's not all relative. It's whiny crybabies over here trying to find something that invisible to hold on to right. and make real and real issues and real things outside of the United States. Right? Correct. So it's like, oh, 
oh, well, you know what? No. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna hey, borrow. Step, I'm gonna, step, I'm gonna, hey, step on my. I'm soap gonna box. borrow your soapbox. My soapbox. <laughs> my soapbox is right there because I'm gonna borrow your soapbox. But, but you know, it's funny because I saw a, another Christian rap video, some dude talking about his haters, and people can't keep me down, and haters can't keep me down, and I'm like, nobody. <laughs> my first response was, I don't know who you are, so I don't know that you got that many haters. <laughs> <laughs> but I throw a lot of shade and I don't care. Oh, oh my goodness. But it's yeah, just so it's it's um perspective. I, w- perspective. The, I want all no, of these people you know who is? complain about this fake stuff to go overseas and do mission work somewhere. No, that's the thing. It right? is it go is go out there and do mer- and do mission work. But it is perspective. The problem is is that our perspective is very selfish because we're worried about, you know, that I can't wear a uh, uh, a Christian shirt to this place, right, mm-hmm. or whatever, right. Um, or I can't. Oh, I can't wear my cap. You know, that's got Jesus on it. I can't wear it to work. You know, they're persecuted. No, it, listen. You live in a. We live in a in a in a society that accom- accommodates all kinds of religions, all kinds of things, and you know, you can express. You're not going to go to jail if you wear your hat. They might tell you, you know what? Please take the hat off, just because. We have a whole bunch of different kinds of people living here. Mm-hmm. Like working, I, working here, let's say. Yeah, I, I oh. used to wear this. T- I had this T-shirt back in my, in my. Um, <laughs> but that's not persecution. In my, let me see. How can I put this? Back in my on fire days, let's say, right? Pentecostal right. on fire your, your days. Your Pentecostal days. I, I had this T-shirt that had like a sketch of supposedly the hand of Jesus with a hole in the center, right? Right. And it said, "Let him give you a hand," right? And I remember I wore it to work one day. And my boss was like, take that shirt off, Jay. I was like, I'm not going to take off my shirt because this is what I believe in. Like, I went off. And the dude pulled me aside and said, hey, that's great. I know that you're a minister, right? Right. But this is your job. It's not the place for it, right? You don't see me wearing, uh, you know, Hitler killed all my relatives and all my, all my people. What, you don't see me doing that. I mean, I get it. I love what you do. But this is work, right? This is your right. workplace. Here's a new T-shirt. You just put that one on in the car. They put it back on during lunch when you're outside. You know, do your thing. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you gotta learn. You gotta Thank learn. You. Yeah, you gotta learn to pick your battles. You know. Yeah. Not only that, but even like in um, you know, in Bible college when you're when you're learning, you know, this thing called proper etiquette, right? <laughs> you gotta have like etiquette. You gotta know when to do and what to say and when to say it and how to do things. It's not just, right. I'm going to kick your door in, I'm going to beat you over the head with the Bible because I'm an on-fire Christian and yeah, I will not be persecuted or shut down. Yeah, because I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. So, uh, you know, Jesus man. Jesus wouldn't take that. So let's re- go- re- Read your Bible because Jesus also didn't do any of that. Yeah, so that's... Uh, but, I don't think there was any Christian merchandise. But, but good news. Around. Yeah. So, so, you don't want me to get into that one. So, um, <laughs> so let's talk about so why don't, why don't it. I'll get in your soapbox and I'll set it on fire. So why don't you talk about the one that, the, the one that you, you had not sent me, the story that you the did not send The story that I didn't send you, that I thought I sent you. Hold on. Let me, um, let me pull it up so like that I don't... Um, Mess it up? Yeah. So a couple days ago, see, this one I did see. Uh, nope, that's not the one. I'm trying nope. to get. Jay, Jay is unprepared. I, I am. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know you were gonna throw this at me. Yeah, uh, we talked about it. <laughs> we did talk about it, but I thought you were gonna handle it. Uh, all right. I'll, all right. So, I'll, all right. I got it. All right. Finally. So a couple days ago, I got oh, these dumb pop-ups. I got um, a news update, right? Because with all the the crap news that we get and all the bad news like well we the stuff that we just spoke about some you know sparingly um it's it's good to get like some good news right and then and this funny thing the funny thing that uh, i think i remember now why i didn't send this to you because <laughs> when i read this i was like ah, this is this is some good news this is dope and then of course the next one is yo this preaches <laughs> <laughs> I could get a sermon out of anything. So you didn't want me to steal your sermon. But um <laughs> but 
it came out on the news a couple of days ago that an FSU, Florida State University player, Travis Rudolph, right, who's like a star player, right? The team was visiting, uh, I think it was a middle school. Right, some some players. Of the team. Right, some players of the team was visiting a middle school. And this guy, Travis Rudolph, who's like the, I guess he's like one of the, the top players of the team. Right. He uh, went to lunch, into the lunchroom, and he saw that this kid was sitting by himself. Right. So while all the other players were interacting with all the other kids and whatever, he got up. Took his lunch over to the table where this kid was by himself, and he sat with him and ate lunch with him. Now, right. the awesome thing about the story is not just that he did that, but apparently this kid was ostracized because he's autistic. Right. Right. So he's not quote unquote normal. You know, right. he's he's got right. his things. Yeah, I mean, and I don't I don't think you know it's funny because from from the way I read it, it was just because he's different no one wanted to sit with him so i don't think it was like a ostracized in the sense that people were like ew don't sit well, with him well he was ostracized because he's different and he's different because he's autistic <laughs> right so it's it's it doesn't matter how we try to paint it it's all it's all connected but the deal is no it was that because in, in the article that i read the mom stated how like kids reject him okay because like he does he does. He has his mannerisms. He has his little things, and kids reject them, or they don't want to be with him. Like they purposely don't want to be with him, right? Because of the little things that he does that that comes from his autism. So, a friend of the mother took the picture, right? Right and of the kid. Sent it to her with um, what's his name again? Travis Rudolph, and sent it to her, right? And that's it. And from what I hear, it got like over. 8,000 shares and... Yeah, I saw it on Facebook. You saw it on Facebook? Yeah. No. I, it's funny. I read, I, I read the article first and then somebody tagged me on something on Facebook and when I opened the Facebook, I saw, I saw yeah. it there. So then I went and I shared it also because I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a dope story. It needs to be shared because um, you know, nobody... And the, the, what, what, what impacted me the most was that the mom was saying how like it hurts her because she knows what's going on, right? When he's being rejected, or why the right. reason why kids won't sit with him, yeah. or why he's not invited to birthday parties anymore, you know. But he himself doesn't see it. Has, has like no it clue. has, he has no clue, and it doesn't affect him, and he's just happy with his life, right? Yeah. And, so, and, and and that preaches too, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the part that preaches. A lot of this story preaches. <laughs> A lot of it. That's the part. That's the part that there, preaches. There's like no. There's more than. There's like two or three different things that preach. See, you're just. You're just not. You're just not looking for it. No, I'm looking for it, but we, it's very easy for us to go on all these rabbit trails. But um, yeah, and and it didn't take anything. Like he wasn't forced. The the player didn't know who he was or what the problem he just was. Saw a kid sitting he alone. just had compassion for this kid. That was sitting alone on a table during lunch. That preaches. You know, and yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, because we've all been there. We've all felt the sting of rejection. We've all felt the sting of, you know, not belonging, right? Let me, let me stop now because it's real easy to dip in to, to, to the preachy part. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a real feel-good story for all the craziness that's going on yeah. around us. Yeah. Then, then we'll, uh, we had another one, which will be real quick, just because <laughs> I thought it was a very cool thing. So there was this guy um, and his uh, stepdaughter. Uh, he had uh, you know, that he, one preaches too. His birthday was uh, like a couple of weeks back, and uh, their family they have Sunday dinner, so everybody comes in for Sunday dinner. And so the girl had had uh, had the stepdad, and she had wanted to be adopted by him for like years. <clears throat> and uh, but the dad wouldn't, you know, would never would never sign off. A real father. Her real father would never sign off to to let him do that. So when she turned eighteen, she thought, well, you know, I guess I'll just I'll never be able to get adopted by him. So she's saying her boyfriend was like, no, no, you know, you can get um, adopted as an adult. Yeah, so, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can. So, so she. Uh, Not that I want to be adopted. <laughs> so she did the research, and they met for Sunday dinner, and she gives him this bag, and so the guy opens it up, and he pulls out the pen because right. she put she put the 
adoption papers and a pen. And he pulls out the pen and he that like the picture, he's all excited because he's oh this really nice pen, you know, he's all excited about the pen. And I'm thinking Must have been a must have been a Mont Blanc. What a what a humble dude, right? Just to get excited about a, a nice pen. Unless it was a Mont Blanc. No, he would have <laughs> no, nah, he would have he would have he would have had a heart attack because those are crazy <laughs> expensive. Um but then he looked in the bag again, he noticed the paperwork, he pulls it out. And he knows his adoption papers. And the girl says, you know, will will you adopt me? You don't have she goes, You don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah. You know, will you but I want I would like for you to you know, I wanted to be your daughter, I want you to adopt me. And he just he was just crying. Everyone else in the room was crying. That's, he, went and, he went and hugged her. That's awesome. And um he had known he had raised his girl. Uh her mom uh was married before, had four kids. Left the relationship because it was abusive. Met this guy, married this guy, with the four kids, and he helped. He helped raise all, all of them. All four of them. All four of them. And she's the oldest. She's like twenty two. Um, and they're like, yeah, he always. Anytime we ever needed any, he just he always he's always there. Always stepped up to do to do the job, basically, right? To do the job of a father. Yeah. You know and. Uh, the neat thing about the story was that, you know, it, it said all the other kids. Right, I was going to ask about the other wanted, brothers. Would eventually, would eventually want also to be adopted by this guy. And I was just, you know, I mean, that's so amazing to me. Because, you know, the reality is, and, and you know, you, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to step in um, as a, as a stepdad kind of situation yeah with someone else's kids right and yes, so it is um i mean you could talk about it i've dabbled a little bit no, you can talk about it you know <laughs> and, and it's and it's a very difficult it's a very difficult thing to to uh step into this whole other dynamics yeah, very you, difficult you, thing to you spend the entire time walking in eggshells right walking on eggshells um and and it's it's just it's a very difficult thing but man this dude like just since she was 10 man he raises his own. He's raised all these other kids as his own. I think that's a beautiful. That's a beautiful picture that preaches, you know, and that <laughs> preaches because I mean, really, that's what God does, man. That's he's, exactly what He does, right? He steps in to help raise and he us, and He adopts us as His children. So, I mean, it's just like I said, it was just a, it's just such a beautiful story. <laughs> uh, that's like, man, it's got to be shared. It's just got to be shared because. There's so much sadness and so much whack and dumb stuff going on going on in this world, and it's always good to hear something nice. Don't <laughs> <laughs> start getting dusty now. Alright, man. Yeah. So I, said, I went and killed animals today. I said, hunted manly things. Okay, so um, oh, great. Now Peter's gonna be after. Peter, don't listen to us. <laughs> so, so with that being said, um, let's go ahead and jump into. So, what song have you got for uh, us today? The song for the night now. This is a group called King's Kaleidoscope. I discovered them about a year or so ago. I happen to like them a whole lot. I think they're very, very dope. They got a very interesting sound. Um, they were, uh, they actually were part of, if I remember right, they were part of uh, Driscoll's church, Mars Hill, Okay. as, a, as a, one of the worship bands. And so now they're more of a, a band, but... Like a band, you know, like a regular band, but they still have that worship aspect. This is one of their. Uh, this is a song they did called "Fix My Eyes." It's off of a. Uh, it's off of one of their albums, but this is off of an acoustic album, and I'll, I'll tell you the album um, at the end of the song. But it's called "Fix My Eyes," and I just, you know, after Jay told me about what he wanted to talk about uh, today and, and looked at the scripture, I thought, you know, man, this song, I, in a way, really kind of fits into this idea of, of you know of the of the uh, topic for today. So the song is uh, Fix My Eyes by King's Kaleidoscope. I survey the glory of your agony, and I find the will to 
That is Fix My Eyes by King Kaleidoscope. <clears throat> it's off an album called Live in Color. And yeah, it's a beautiful song. Uh, like I said, it's it's a it's a favorite song of mine. It's one of those songs I like to listen to when I'm uh, feeling like ugh. <laughs> when things seem to be smacking me in the face. It was it was rougher for me to hear it this time than the first time all right so uh all right so why was that jay but um okay so three months ago and i don't remember right as far as podcasts are concerned like um we we did cover something that happened to my household to me my wife um our son Three months ago, he suffered what was well, what is known as a febrile seizure. Now, what a febrile seizure is, is something that happens to babies um, when they have a fast fever spike, right? So, apparently, Cal was having a fever. Well, he had a fever. And it's it shot up to 102 really quickly. And because of that, the body, his body couldn't catch up to protect, you know, to protect them. So it seized. Like he seized and he seized for seven minutes. But to me, being his father and then also, also holding him, I was carrying when it happened. It was, it, it felt like an eternity. It was the probably the the most painful thing that I suffered through until it happened again this past Sunday night and this time it wasn't even his fever didn't even get that high he went from normal to 
and which is nothing right because our normal body temperature is 98.6 right and he shot up his fever shot up to 99.3 but it happened so fast that he seized again and again I was carrying him and it, this one was only for three minutes for three minutes for the because of like at that moment holding him and feeling him in my arms as he was seizing and looking at him and it, it was just the scariest thing I've ever had to live through but um, I, I thank God for my wife because like as, as I was sitting there in those three minutes having having a crisis of faith like she snapped into action and like ran downstairs and got the medicine and gave it to him which is funny right it, it sounds like it's a lot but all that happened in like a few like what everything that she did happened like in less than a minute right so it, it only because of that the, the the seizure this time only happened it was only for three minutes and um like we jumped in the car and drove down to to Scottish rights but um it's five days today is five days since that happened and the fever hasn't let him go like he's still with this fever that just comes and goes and it's and it's and it's it's frustrating because I mean if any of you have have met Cal then you know that he's like he's like a happy baby he's always smiling always playing Sometimes it worries me because he's sometimes a bit too friendly. All right, he gives high fives to everyone, hugs. It's funny you tell him to say goodbye to anybody, and he'll wave goodbye and blow kisses. It's like it's 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 it's, it's awesome, and um, like it's it's hard. It's hard for me to see him like this. It's hard for me to to know that he's suffering and there's and there's nothing I can do, right? Know that he's like he'll be fine one minute. And then the next second, the fever comes back out of nowhere, and he'll shoot as fast as one on one. And we and, and Magdalena and I, we have to like run fast and like try to and give him his medicine and put cold towels on him so that his body can start cooling down so that he won't have another seizure. So when we went to the hospital Sunday night, they they basically just you know they they monitored him they checked all his vitals and everything was fine. The, 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 the biggest takeaway from three months ago and now is that no one knows the reason why he gets these fevers. Like no one could find anything. Why no doctors, no specialists. We went to a neurologist, brain activity, everything's fine. The fever just comes out of nowhere. And, and the, the worst part, well, the buildup is that on Sunday, we had a, a very close family friend pass away last week when we were doing the podcast last Thursday. And on Sunday, we went to visit the family, um, my mom, my brother, baby, and I. And um, it was while we were going there to go and be with this family and stand with them that I've known like my whole life that the fever first showed up. So it wasn't like he was playing or he's with other kids. We were in the car. We were in the car and it was like, oh, well, you know, he feels kind of warm. He feels kind of warm. And, um, you know, I could never never tell Magda that she's going crazy again and she's whatever because she's the one like she felt a little anxious it's like oh but he feels warm and like ah stop it that's just you you know you're just being paranoid whatever because it's been rough for her since the first time but um she was right so I can't I can't say anything to her anymore hey well I mean he he feels a little warm and I you know this time no what I'm saying is that I can't tell her well you're being paranoid (laughs) I gotta go and I gotta check also because she'll get mad when I say this but a broken clock is right twice a day nah nah you're retarded <laughs> <laughs> I, I pray that that you don't experience this but um I won't. but you know the deal is it's rough dude it's rough and 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 it's 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 hard for me right as as a as a man of god as a minister right as pastor jay to 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 see this and to experience and and, and suffer through this and like not look up into the heavens and ask God why is this happening? Right? It's 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 difficult. I mean, I'm and, and I'm not saying that it's hard for me to not do that as if as in I'm saying that I haven't done that. Because if I say that I haven't done that, I'm lying. I've done it every day since Sunday. 
as I was holding him and he was seizing, I was crying before God and asking him, why is this happening? Right. I even went as far as asking him, why are you letting this happen? Right. Because that's, that's how we know things to be as believers. Right. Why are you letting this out? Why? Why? And then the worst part is looking to my wife, who is also having the same like crises of faith and also asking the same questions. But she's, you know, she's not asking God. She's asking she's asking me. Right. As the high priest of the home. And when we met, she had basically come to the Lord like three months before we met. Right. So like she's, she's coming to me and asking me and I have no answers. I have no answers. I be, not because there are no answers to be given, but I have no honest answers. It's very easy for me to go and speak Christianese and say, well, you know, God has a purpose for everything and you have to look. No, I don't want to hear that. So I know right. for a fact that she doesn't want to hear that. Right. Right. Real truth. Real honest answers. Baby, why is this happening? You know, and, 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 and what killed me is that she said, I know that God can heal him instantly and he's not. Why? Why isn't he? And all I could tell her is I don't know. I have the same questions, which doesn't make her feel any better. Right. Right. Doesn't like strengthen her faith. You know, and, and, and I'm not going to come to her and say, well, baby, you know, we just got to pray because, you know, God is going to do a miracle and he's going to he's going to shine a light in this darkness and all this other nonsense and all this other crap that people uh, actually that people have said to me. Right. And 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 I don't want to hear it. I don't want to well, hear I mean, it. I don't want to well, hear yeah, it. Yeah, it's I mean, it's not it's not it's not uh, uh, it's not crap. It's just, you know. It's it's at where you're at at that moment that it means those things mean nothing to you. It, it's it's nothing because if you can't meet me where I'm at, then whatever you have to say isn't going to say. I'd rather you tell me I don't know, but I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you that God answers your question. I'm going to pray with you that God gives you peace during this instead of just giving me some nonsense Christianese that you're just regurgitating because that doesn't help. It doesn't help me physically. It doesn't help me mentally, spiritually. None of that. It doesn't help. Not at all. Like, I'd rather you tell me, you know, like when my dad died, you know, thank God that people had the wisdom to say, like, I have nothing to say to make you feel better. Right. You know, but, you know, my condolences. I'm well, with you. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, the, whatever you need. I mean, the hard that's, thing. That's great. Yeah, well, because the hard thing is, the hard thing is, because this is, you know, like, this, is what, <clears throat> this is what I think. I think that... Um, I don't believe that everything happens because of a, of a reason. Because right. there's some like underlying lesson or reason for it. I agree. You know, uh, the way I see it, you know what? Cal is having these fevers because you know what? That happens. Yeah, people get fevers. There's there's a, a small percentage of kids. I mean, you know, we think right that it's it seems to happen the most when his teeth are coming in, as his teeth have been coming, in. and that seems to be what triggers it. I mean, that, at least that's what we think. Because that's what we think. I mean, that's what we're saying. Because that, we, yeah, our, yeah. Because when when we're when, not doctors. When yeah, but when I asked when I asked the doctor that, the doctor says, you know what, that might be it. That sounds good. <laughs> it's like you know what, yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. Let's go with what you said. I mean, because what the hell, because I mean, look, I, it's funny because we, you know, at the same time, like we, it's this weird thing that like, we expect doctors to like know everything, you know, and it's like they, you know, they don't. You know, there's this stuff that's just you can't explain it, and. Uh, I've talked to other parents that, uh, you know, had the same kind of things where they're like, yeah, my kids started to have teething and they would get fevers. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that, so, that brought me some comfort because I've had other, I have, I've had friends to tell me that I've had family tell me that, that it happened to their kids also. Right. Um, my coworker today told me that that happened to both his kids. Right. right. So it's like, okay, so I'm not alone. I'm right. not alone, and, and, but, and so, but, 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 you know, like to the, to the point though, is that, you know, uh, you know why is God letting this happen? Because it's happening. It's, I don't, I don't think, I don't necessarily think that it's oh God is letting this happen. This is happening. You know we forget, and I know I've, I've said this before, and people always look at me like I'm got another nose growing out of my face. <laughs> but we, we we forget this. We forget that we live in a fallen world. We live in a broken world, 
And so because we live in a fallen and broken world, and this isn't to make anybody feel better because this definitely doesn't make anyone feel better, but because we live in a broken and fallen world, you know what? It's messed up. So, mm-hmm. you know, we get the sicknesses, we get, and we get the, you know, and God is, I, I think, you know, God is sitting there. He's like, look, and you know, you know, pray, I can bring you comfort. I can heal it. But, um, you know, but it's, it still happens. People get sick. You know, it's people like, get sick. People it's like, die. When, it's like, when, things don't happen. You know, but, it's like when people tell you, uh, <clears throat> you know, oh, don't go outside without your coat because it's cold. <laughs> and it's like whatever you know you don't get sick because you went outside and it's cold you get sick because there's these little things called viruses and they attack you and you know <laughs> but but check this out listen so, so it just happens the the next uh, after we left the doctor's office right the doctor at the at, at Scottish Rites told us that that a seizure is likely to likely to come back the first 24 hours after he's had one right so you know watch him closely because you have that 24-hour window after it happened. Right. 10.43 at night, Sunday night, to 10.43, you know, Monday night. It could, you know, he can have another one. So, of course, I didn't go to work, right? Because I'm not even thinking about work. I didn't go to work. And um, and we stayed. We stayed monitoring. We stayed watching. We stayed praying for each other, praying for Cal, you know. Right. And I'm um, still asking all these questions, right? Even in prayer, asking all these questions. But how awesome God is, is that even though we had all these questions, right, and all this faith doubt, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. All this faith doubt, Magda starts reading the Psalms, like just randomly reading out of the book of Psalms, right, while, while Kyle was sleeping. And, um... And I'm laying in bed like, I don't want to hear the songs right now. <laughs> Put on a movie. I don't want to hear the songs right now, right? But, but it, brought, it, it, brought, it brought us such comfort, right? And then Cal woke up. I gave him medicine. We're trying to rock him back to sleep. There's an actual rocking chair in the bedroom. And, and Magdalena takes him, and she's rocking him back to sleep. And um, she's like, you know, well, can you, can you keep reading? I'm like, I want to read. Fine. (laughs) Right. So I open it up and I'm like, well, you know, let's go. Let's go to this psalm that that, that I always go to whenever whenever I have questions before God. And it's Psalm 40. And it starts, you know, patiently I waited on the Lord and he inclined to me and he heard my cry and he set my foot on the rock. Right. And and then I start bawling. And Magda's over there bawling. Right. And he just threw the whole, all 24 hours. You know, we're praying for each other, we're praying for the baby, and we're reading out of the Psalms, right? And it brought such comfort and such peace to us. But still, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? right. The fevers come and go. The fevers still come. You know, I've gotten like we've gotten like no sleep. Um, and then, um, you know, when I'm still reading and I'm still trying to seek comfort, I come across Romans. And I come across. Romans 5, and I, and I sent it to you, and I'm reading Romans 5, 1 through 5, right? I'm going to read the whole thing, and then I'm going to okay. get into the title for today and, and, and what like threw me off because this, this is such a weird thing to read and to understand, right? So it says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. (laughs) Here it comes. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I can't. And that just killed me. That killed me. And I sent it. I was at work. And I and I sent it to Magdalena. And I emailed it to her. And I'm like, you know, look what look what I just found. Or I like, you know, I don't know if you're gonna take comfort or solace in this, but you know, 
you read that, you know, we rejoice in our sufferings. It's like, what the hell? Who rejoices in their sufferings? Right? What? <laughs> who, can, who can imagine suffering through something and rejoicing in it? But I, I thought back to Monday how the only thing that brought us peace and brought us comfort was reading the word in the midst of our suffering. Return right. to God, right? It could have been real easy, real easy for us as people, as humans, you know, born into the sinful flesh, into the sinful world, to like shake our fists at heaven, shake our fists at God and say, you're doing this and you're doing this and you're letting it happen and anything can happen, right? But it's for us to like turn to God even in the midst of our suffering and find peace, find understanding, find love and compassion still in those things. Right, even in the midst of everything, we still find a light, a beacon in our sufferings, and know that that beacon pours out its peace, pours out its love. Right, because I'm going to read it again, because this is this is the most important part. Because suffering produces endurance, right? And endurance. This is like I said. This is day five that he's still struggling with the fever, and day five we're still here, believing that God's going to heal him. Knowing that God's gonna heal him, right? Knowing that God's gonna is giving us the strength to endure, giving him the strength to endure, right? And endurance produces character, right? Because after this, after this, because it's it's just there is no way that Magda and I, let's say this were to happen again, because the window for federal seizures is open until until the kid is five years old, right? So there is no way that this is going to happen again and we're going to get shaken up by this again. Right. There is no way that he's going to have another seizure and we're going to start having faith crises or doubts or anything because we know that God handled it the first time, he handled it the, the second time, and he'll handle it the third, fourth, fifth, sixth time, right? Because he's still God and he's still sovereign and he's still in control and he still has power over everything, over everything. Right, we have to recognize that and pray it out and pray it on and keep it moving, right? And character produces hope, right? Because right now the only hope that we have is in Jesus Christ. The only hope we have right. is in God. That one day we're gonna wake up and the fever is gonna be gone, and the fear is gonna be gone, and the anxiety. And, and the worry is all going to be gone because God stepped in. And our only hope, because the doctors had no answers, because they, each time, we don't know. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what's bringing these fevers. He has no other symptoms. Everything is fine. Right. We don't know. You know, the last time we thought it was something called roseola because he broke out in a rash afterwards. There's no rash. There's no anything. There's no nothing. Right? So now it's like everybody's just blundering not knowing what's going on right so our only hope is in jesus to me to tell you that when we went to the doctor the doctor came out and brought like a medical dictionary and said you know what yeah look it says it right here so you might be right like you're the doctor you're the expert right <laughs> that's like right you're, you're like, that's what we expect <laughs> no yeah we expect you know i mean don't don't come to me and give me a hundred percent assurance but don't also have me leaving your office like doubting your expertise and wanting to find a new doctor. Oh, but you see, right? that, that's the thing, though, right? He knew where to look for the answer. <laughs> that's what makes a good doctor. Because I could have done the same thing. There's a medical dictionary at home. Hey, let me look at the medical dictionary. Well, but he, and, and, and there's also Dr. Google. I mean, I mean, it's just... But then, but then you end up with cancer and, <laughs> and your left leg's going to fall off. <laughs> right? And it says, so right now, our only hope is in Jesus Christ, right? And, it's, and he continues to say that hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And with all that, I'm saying this, right? I've, I've been a servant for, for God knows how long. Not perfect in any way, right? But I know that I love God. And I know that God gave up his son for me, Right? And I know that he poured out his blood for, for all of mankind. Whether you choose to believe it or not, does not negate or take away the fact that he poured out his blood for you. 
right? And I know that by his stripes we are healed. I know all the, I know all the cliches. I know all the things written in the Bible, right? But that counts for nothing. All the knowledge that we can have counts for nothing. Nothing. Because in the moment of crises, in the moment of our suffering, if it's easy for us to be pushed away, right? Then whatever we know, it's, 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 regard, it's, it's, it's stupid. Because we have nothing that we're standing in. Nothing that we're standing on. Right. You can you can yeah, you can you can you yeah. can know the problems, you can know the promises in your head. Right. And not live them well, or, or have them rooted in your heart and it's it, it's meaningless. Yeah, it goes back to the parable of uh of the seeds, you know, some on rocks, some on but when Jesus says, you know, some fall among the thorns. Yes. And then when they grow and the thorns choke it out. So, you know, we know that uh, one way to look at, at thorns are these trials and these and these things that we're going through, and if we allow those things, right, they can they can they can choke it out. And if they choke it out, and we just go like, whatever, I'm done, then we never really had a deep, abiding faith. It, yeah, it's exactly. And and there's this, <laughs> I have this saying, that goes, um, faith isn't faith. Like your faith is not real faith. And it's just the only thing you're holding on to, right? You never know how much faith you have until that faith is tested, right? Because you can say, I got faith in Jesus. I got faith in Jesus. Right. And then the first problem shows up, you're out. Yeah, yeah, because, right, because we have to, you know, I think that, you know, the one of the problems that we have that we face, because, I mean, this, and this happens to all of us, right, is that we, we think because I have faith in Jesus, because he's a good, good father, that somehow we're going to be exempt from problems. From problems, be, from all life exempt, sufferings. Exempt from things, bad things happening. And then the question then, right, is not, you know, the question is, isn't, well, is God there when bad things happen? I think the real question is, you know, is your faith there when bad things happen? Yes, exactly. You know, like um, James, you know. right? I was, cause it, it, James, you know, when he talks about, uh, you know, counter joy when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Steadfastness uh, have uh, let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So the so the thing the thing the the to me the the thing is this: it's you know bad things are going to happen. Yes, there's no escaping it, and and there can be no rhyme and reason for it. I mean, it could just be. Something bad happens. In those moments as believers, because this is hard for me, is I say, okay, God, I know this bad thing is happening, but I'm just going to trust you. Yes. That whether or not this works out how I want it to work out, right, I'm still going to believe that you're a loving father and that you're in charge and that you're on the throne in heaven. And it reminds me, and, it, and it's really perfect example what your mom wrote about Abraham. Because Abraham took Isaac, not Abraham, uh, it was Abraham. Abraham took Isaac. Yeah, she, she wrote it backwards. She wrote it back, right? <laughs> Abraham took Isaac, right, to, to, to be sacrificed. To sacrifice him. And Abraham was like, now, here's, right, so the whole time, this is a bad thing. There's nothing good going on here, right? But the issue isn't to me, right? The point isn't that God stepped in. Um, yeah, that's not the greatest part of the story. And, and stopped him. The point was that Abraham went through this unknowing, but saying, you know what, I'm still going to trust God. And I got a feeling that even if he had to sacrifice his son, right, he still would have, he still would have trusted God. He still would have trusted and God. He still, and he still would have, would have loved God. And, and, and to, you know, I mean, there's a lot of points, right? But that's, in, in this, in this arena, right, in this kind of topic, that's kind of the big thing, right, is, we don't know why bad things happen. We, there's no rhyme or reason. We don't know why your friend died. You know, yeah, she might have had medical issues, right? That might have contributed to it. But there's other people that have the same medical issues that are still alive and might live to be 80. Yes, they are. Right? Yes, they are. No rhyme or reason. Because it's it's life, man. Right? It's 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 a, the broken world we live in. Yes. So, so the question, you know, and, and the thing is, you know, Joy in our sufferings is it's unfathomable, right? You you can't Correct. you can't 
go through suffering or suffer anything. And, and it's hard to be joyful. <laughs> and hard, you know, it's, it's hard to be joyful. But the, you joy, practice that. the joy comes in in knowing that God is still God. Right. Right? He's still, regardless of the bad, of the suffering, you know, whatever, the craziness, you know, he's still a good, good father. Yeah. I mean, he's still in control. Yeah. Right? He's still sovereign. He still has you in the palm of his hand. The battle there is, do you have enough faith to believe that during that suffering or not? Right? Correct. The end result is, is, is in you. It's not in God. Right. God is there and he's still right. working. Right. He's it's, still working in your favor. Yeah. Right? He still has what? Endurance, strength, hope because of the love poured into us. You see, that's a part that we tend to forget sometimes because it's hard to see that love. When your son is seasoned in your hands and you don't know if if, if, if something worse is going to come out of that, right? Yeah. But you got to sit there and you got to believe that because of the love that God has poured into us, that he's got even this or anything right. that you're suffering through in right. his hands and under his control. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, Paul, right, when he was he gets locked up and they start singing hymns, you know, and even later when he talks about, you know, I've, I've I have. You know, all this all this bad stuff has happened to me, right? But I still I'm still I'm still moving forward. I'm right. still, still pressing on. I'm still pressing still on. Pursuing I'm, the... I'm still pursuing God. Because it's not you know, ultimately, um our faith is not about the good things that happen. Right? It's not about the good. Because the reality is it's easy to be faithful when things are fantastic. Yeah, it's very easy. Our faith is about the bad. It's about building that endurance. It's about saying I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know. I mean, it's like uh, the was it Bill Elliott? Was he the missionary that got eaten by the cannibals? Remember the in, in Ecuador? And uh, was it Ecuador? And his wife. In the end, of, end of the spear. End of the spear, right? I don't remember his name. I, I want to say it's Bill Elliott, but I don't, I don't think that's right. But I mean, what what's the takeaway from that story? Is it a perfect example of a real life thing, right? His wife went back, right, to the same people. That killed and ate her husband. Right? Something terrible happened. I couldn't imagine, right? But you go back to it. Your faith, your faith uh, through those tough times, that's that's where you find, like you, like you were saying, that's where you find that joy. That's where you find that peace. Not when things are going good, but when things are crapping out and you feel like you've been flushed down the toilet. That's... That's the only way, you know, well, as believers, because non-believers don't know what we're talking about and they won't be able to fathom what we're speaking of. But as believers, that is the only way we can find joy in our suffering. The only way, the only way you can find joy in your suffering is by knowing that your faith in God will provide and will bring all those things that we read in in Romans 1, 5 through 6, and the steadfastness, the, the steadfastness spoken about in James 1, yeah. you know, and um, and that builds, it builds our faith. Yeah. It builds our faith, it, it builds our belief, right? And it, and not only that, but it builds our love for God and our love and understanding for others. For others. Those are testimony. Right? That's and right. That's, that's, that's what this is all about. Right, sure. it's 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 either and like you said, you you believe it's easy to believe and have faith in God when when things are going great, right? But that's not a test of your faith. That's not a test of your love. Your faith and love can only get tested when it's put through the fire, yeah. when when it's put through suffering and struggling, right? So with that, I just want to say that um, it's day five, and the fever. Is still around, right? It, it's right. I mean, he's having he's having more times, and the hours without fever are are getting longer, right? So he'll be all day without a fever, and then it'll show up like at three, four in the morning, right? Right, and um, but he hasn't seized, right? He hasn't seized since Sunday, right? So there's 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 rejoicing in that. And um, see, but but that's the fear because, the the, it's the fever, this fever spike that brings the seizure. Right. Right. So, 
if we can, for right now, what we've been doing is controlling the fever so that it doesn't spike up, right? And still believing in God, right? Because believing in God doesn't mean stop doing anything and just right. let it happen. No, yeah, right? you do, you know, you do what still, you got to do. Yeah, you do the things that... We're still caring for him. We're still watching over him, still believing in God, right? So all day today he had, he was fine. Right, I, I, I showed you the pictures yeah, that were sent the, to me in the, video. the videos. Yeah. He's doing flips over the couch and playing with his nephew. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other story. story, right? And um, and it's awesome. But um, but now before we started the podcast, Magdalena sent me a, a text saying that um, you know, he went from fine being fine to having a hundred point whatever fever, and quickly, you know, we re- it's it's already right routine, right? Ready, you know, she went. And she, put a cold compress on his forehead and stayed with him and monitored him as it went down and now he's asleep right so you know it's still there right and if he wakes up at four o'clock in the morning today then tomorrow will be day six right and seven eight whatever whatever but god is still god and god will step in or god won't step in and the fever will subside on its own yep and right. God is still God. But God is still God. Right? So th- that's that's the takeaway. So it's emotional for me. But it's emotional for me because that's my baby boy. And because even with all this, I know that God loves me. Yes. And I know that he's watching over all of us. Right? So so with that, I'm going to take Kenito's uh, line. With that being said... You know, don't run away at the first sign of suffering. You know, stay believing in God and... Steadfast. God will bring you through it. Yes, he will. Because he's God. So, taking my line back with that being said. <laughs> uh, listen, you can guys catch us, remember, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, and SoundCloud. Uh, love to hear uh, back from any of you guys on any, any of those platforms. Uh, my name is Joaquin. Still Jay. And this is the Overflow Podcast at thisisoutcry.com.